welcome to our latest podcast, where two friends talk about planning and many other things. With me, as always, is Kareen. Hello. Hi, Steve. It's nice to see you. It's been one of those, it's that sort of time of year with the change of seasons. We'll keep it simple because what season it is will depend on you know where you're living, of course. But having, you know, it's, it's sort of seasons are changing. And of course, our daily lives um, change to a certain degree. You know, kids go back to school and the nights are getting sort of longer and all the rest of it, or vice versa, depending on which end of the year you're in. But we all know sort of things as, as sort of the seasons change, so our sort of daily routines change, and we have to sort of get into a different mindset or we have to sort of adjust um, what we do each day you know we we may have more daylight hours or less daylight, daylight daylight hours so our work schedules may change or when we exercise may change and stuff like that and also you know boring things like what we eat may change depending on which season you're shifting into boring is what we specialize in here particularly yeah, we do that very well yes we have been rated the dullest podcast in the entire podcast library so i'm quite proud of that and we're proud of it and i think steve it really is um the tilt of the earth on its axis doesn't happen suddenly right so it's a transition to get, uh, he's slowly tilting out of his chair. You guys didn't see that, but he was trying to make me panic thinking something was off with him. Something is off with you. Behave. <laughs> <laughs> so when the tilt of the earth on its axis happens to change from season to season, we don't just see it overnight. And I think that's the struggle, at least for me in my part of the Northern Hemisphere living in Las Vegas, when we start getting into the burr months, as I call them, September, October, there's a, there's a desire for for me to have to go from summer which is extremely excruciatingly hot out here in the desert mm. to very balanced and beautiful crisp falls that we have out here mm. and so the desire to want to get there is just <laughs> let's get on with it kind of thing but we notice that there's this buffer zone there's this there's this time of transition which is exactly what we're going to be covering in this episode here and i'm glad that we're doing it because it's one thing to have a seasonal checklist but what do you do when you're still a little bit in summer, just with a foot in, in fall, right? Or autumn, depends on where you're coming from. So that's what we're really going to talk about in this episode, is to try and discover that transitory period between seasons. And how, do, how can you best prepare for the season that's coming up? And what do we do? Like, Steve, what do, what do Steve and I do on our own for our own homes? And Steve's like, I don't do anything. I just um, buy some fresh cotton it, wool for my ears and I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's that sort of thing in the morning of deciding what you're going to wear. Yeah. And in my case is, do I go for the long sleeve shirt and jeans or do I can I still stay in a short sleeve shirt? But with jeans or short sleeve shirt and shorts. You're just the Simon Cowell <laughs> of France, aren't you, Steve? You're just, it's, uh, it's a difficult decision indeed, to make. Indeed. You have to think about indeed. it. Indeed. <laughs> Fashion houses across but, Europe are shuddering to hear you speak yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. But you get, 
Or, or it gets worse than that. You sort of wake up in the morning and think, oh, yes, it's definitely going to be cold enough. Mm. And you go out and you do some shopping or whatever, and you, of course you come back and you wait. It's, the sun's come out and it's blazing so you heat. You have to have a change midday and all the rest of it. <laughs> well, that's when the uh, four seasons in one day, isn't it? Where you come, you yeah. wake up in the morning, it's raining or foggy. In the afternoon, it's blazing heat. <laughs> and by the afternoon, you're Or in Scotland, four seasons in one hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do they say in Las That's Vegas? A, in in the in the nine months out of the year, we have beautiful weather, and they say if you don't like the weather in Las Vegas, just wait a couple of hours, and it's, it's, it'll give you something different. But it's that sort of time of year, I think, where um, your planner sort of not works overtime by any means, but it's that time of year where you're starting to run into this. Oh, I better get that done. Before it gets too cold, or yes. I better get that done before it gets too hot, um, whichever way round you're going, sort of thing. So you you end up with um, this sort of perpetual sort of to do list, in my case, where I'm writing things down that I must get done, either before I'm you know traveling somewhere, or it's going to get too cold to do something, or you know I've got. I've set myself a sort of a deadline of the end of September for something. Yeah. And there's certain, you know, tasks to get done outside before uh, winter gets set in sort of thing. And, you know, stuff out in the garden or, or whatever. But before it gets too damp to do things, that's the... Other well, thing. I know so we've done we've done other podcasts, episodes on... Um seasonal checklists whatnot and and mm. how to account for those and if you want the, I, I should probably have those numbers off the top of my head but i don't um because i just don't care to keep those numbers in my head but i i will refer you to those podcast episodes if that's what you want we we will be posting an article from comfortspringstation.com which looks like it's a canadian magazine um where they have some autumnal checklists for those that are interested but really i think steve what you're saying is we're talking about the prep into the season. So what needs to get done mm. before the season actually hits so that once the season hits, you've already completed the heavy lifting and all that's left perhaps to do are indoor items that don't put you out into the elements as, as readily as you would be if you were ill-prepared. I, I think this um, type of thing is just um, developing um like a strategy if you like yeah as to how to get through this period um without killing yourself <laughs> you know to put it mildly but Cake just get through the sort of the tasks if you like without overburdening yourself or over committing yourself in, in, that's another well problem, so it's pacing it? yourself really throughout the year yes. and, and yes. acting in accordance with the seasons i think this is what we're yeah. trying to get across is that there's enough time for each season to roll through mm. that you can pace out the amount of work you've got to do for whatever it is that you're maintaining throughout the year. Well, and you might not normally do this. I sometimes don't normally do this, but um, <clears throat> prioritize those tasks that you've got to get done. You know, which ones have got to be done um, sort of straight away mm. or, uh, or, which ones are going to take a lot more time to get done? And you can sort of say, oh, right, okay, so I'm going to do this. And you, you'll you almost sort of develop your own sort of um, order in which to sort of do things. 
you know, what ones yeah. can you leave until you know much later in the month's type thing? Well, then, then um, also, which ones can you do outdoors versus indoors? Hmm. Right. So yeah. That- what? Uh, which ones are weather dependent? Which ones aren't? Sort of thing. Um, there is a, you know, it might sound a little bit of overkill um, by doing sort of a task list or a chart or something like this. But if you do sort of master the, the sort of idea of doing this this year, of course, you can repeat it next year if if it works out successful. Uh, for you. Right, and now you've established a precedent and you know which products yeah. or services or phone numbers or points of contact that you've had to use. Mm. And I know, for example, here in Las Vegas, a lot of our outdoor projects are postponed for the autumn because it's just too hot. You, it's just not reasonable yeah. to think that you're going to get those done. Mm. And so a lot of the outdoor projects are postponed for September, October timeframe. Um, and in doing so, also, I think there is a price difference as well. So that if I were to call some services to come, they rather quote me higher end prices in the summertime versus because it just makes sense. And so also mm. on a budgetary perspective, if you're redoing your budget, because I think also September is that interesting month um, where people start to question which planning system they're going to be using and if they're going mm. to be sticking with it for the following year because it's really is such a transitory period September between uh, summer and fall at least here in the northern hemisphere mm. and I think that's exactly on point with what you're saying is not only is your system changing but you're actually thinking of if you're going to continue with the same system and, mm. and take it from there it's it's around about that sort of time whichever hemisphere you're in think of the start just label it start of the school year if you like where if you've got children and they're um they're sort of going back to school or they're starting the new school or they're um sort of adapting to a a new routine or whatever you know they could be in all sorts of um change if you like um, and it, you need to sort of give give your kids plenty of attention, I would think, for the first three or four weeks of their return to school because they've, they're up up against something that's you know possibly totally foreign to them in a, in a way, and they're adjusting to new new teachers and all this sort of thing, and new new lessons and yeah. Uh, workloads and what have you. Well, so this article that we pulled up from the Comfort Spring Station talked about a few things that seemingly seem innocuous, right? You're just like, oh, well, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. But when I thought about it a bit more, I realized that, in fact, what this is is trying to understand what changes you can affect so that when the season actually hits, you're not sat there trying to catch up with the season. And so, for example, one of the examples they give is um, food that you have excess in your pantry. A lot of people decide to do a fall and or spring cleaning. Those are the two major mm. seasons because they're not extreme. They're the milder of the other two that are left uh, left over, right? So spring is milder than winter and fall is milder than, than summer. And so that's why I think the springs, uh, the cleanings happen during those two seasons because people can finally open their windows and let the fresh breezes in and so on. And so if we're looking at that from a point of perspective, as you mentioned, with food, which interesting you said was dull, I think is quite exciting because you get to eat all the 
quality foods now that have come up in the fall harvest, right, for example. Mm. Um, but definitely, if I were to look through my pantry right now, as we're at the tail end of summer, I would say that I probably hoarded some food that either didn't get eaten or the packets might expire or something of that sort. And I would say before they would expire, one of the things that I like to do is sharing my surplus food. There are so many places and charities that you could box things up to and give them to and then have your pantry set in order the way that you need to for the following season so that you're eating local and fresh produce and you're not sat there with expired food that then no one can use. So mm. ideally, one of the things that would be a, a good thing for us to try and implement, at least this is what I do, and I'm just offering this as a suggestion, I'm not telling you how to live your lives, but is to take stock of your pantry and make room mm. for the seasonal food that's going to be coming in. And oftentimes that includes clearing, having a good clear out in the kitchen, making sure your countertops are uncluttered so you have place to prepare food, and then taking advantage of the fact that there's fresh produce coming in and it's seasonal. So you're actually working with nature instead of trying to buy, you know, fruits or veggies that are out of season and are just um, taste of cardboard when you bite into them. <laughs> it, it might be something that you may might have bought sort of two of and you sort of you you at one, but you weren't quite as keen on you on it as you thought you were mm, yeah um, when you bought it so consequently the the second one has been put at the back of the cupboard to be sort of forgotten about but it's still, still perfectly okay and if somebody likes it well they might as well eat it sort of thing right right um, so rather than it go to waste that and then the other idea they shared was setting up a family calendar a shared family calendar mm. which i love the idea like you mentioned it is for uh, a lot of the world it's a time to go back to school in in september or august some kids are starting earlier but having a system that's already been put in use and implemented is key to having a smoother transition. So if you're thinking about getting from point A, which is the season that you're in, to point B, the season that you're going into, I would say mm. using those transitory weeks between seasons would be a perfect time to set up a shared calendar. And whether you do electronic or analog, I think that's really up to you and what works for mm. your family. Uh, it can be easy enough as putting a piece of butcher paper onto uh, the refrigerator with a couple of magnets and to know where mm. everyone's going to be at a certain time or what menus are going to be served at home or and so on and so forth. But I think that's a great time to start implementing because once the season hits, then the activities are already afoot. And it's harder to get mm. people to, at least in a family, to try and uh, be agreeable to commit to some of these activities to know where everyone is and be able mm. to participate in family activities at the same time. The other thing is, is thinking about sort of different parts of the world, sort of spring and autumn aren't necessarily the sort of same length as they are where we live for mm, instance mm -hmm. they, they could be shorter they could be longer they, the the transition might be sort of more abrupt between between seasons i i can't really remember i've not lived in anywhere drastically different from where i've lived now sort of thing i do remember um so sort of living in cyprus where the difference between winter and summer Whilst the temperatures were quite different, the, the length of each day was no different than no more than an hour different in summer compared to winter. But it didn't stay like that long mm. um, as it does sort of in the more northerly or southerly latitudes. Um, so it's just you know you can't sort of say you've got X number of weeks of transition 
because I'm sure it's it's different in different parts of the the globe, as it were. Yeah. So um, another thing that they suggested in the article, which I thought was great, was if you have summer toys that you use. So, for example, if you head to the beach or lake and things like that, then you can clean off these toys, uh, boogie boards, kayaks, whatever it is. If there's anything cracked or broken, you can chuck that away. Uh, They're suggesting to shop uh, seasonal sales, year-end sales for that season because, of course, they're discounted. They're preparing for the next season. And so that might be a good way to replenish what's broken or cracked if you if that's what you need. I'm I'm more of a don't don't buy anything if you can if you can avoid it kind of <laughs> mindset, but that's up to you if you have that sort of thing. And one thing I am going to take on this year, which I haven't done in quite a few years, is I'm actually going to organize some of my digital photos off of my mm. devices and consolidate them onto a computer, onto a hard drive, and actually organize them in content and see if I can get a few of them published and have mm. them framed because gone are the days right when we used to enjoy framed photos on our tables and i just want to bring that back i, I don't want to flip through my devices in order to see my photos i guess have an old ipad set up as a digital photo frame of course you do playing, of course you do just playing through a, an album mm. on s- slideshow mode mm-hmm. that works <laughs> the um one of, one of the things on my list for summer to sort of winter um, is about change, changes to our sort of swimming pool in terms of timing and chemicals and stuff like that. And you were saying about looking for buying things. It's very difficult to buy swimming pool uh, chemicals in winter because they, they run their stocks down during winter because people aren't using their pools as mm. much. So towards the end of summer... Um, the supermarkets will still have a fairly good stock of stuff but then as they get into um, autumn and and the return to school and what have you they'll all that shelf space will disappear and it'll get replaced with you know get your school pens and books and all that sort of stuff all that clutter suddenly appears and oh you all stationary (laughs) (laughs) you'll have to go hunting around the store if you want to get of chlorine or stuff like that so <laughs> chlorinated pencils now <laughs> no not quite no 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 no. <laughs> don't confuse the two <laughs> but um yeah so it's a case of you know adjusting timers and and daft things like that really that uh, and sort of you know waiting for water restrictions to to end so you can top the thing back up again and uh, exciting things like that. You know, right. Put the date on the calendar when the water restrictions are going to end. Right, right. Uh, in our case, I think it's the 31st of October, if there's a 31st of October. Mm. Yes, there is. <laughs> um, another suggestion the the article had, which I quite agreed with, was uh, cleaning carpeting and flooring uh, mm. as far as a transition, right? So that Because once the the fall season hits here in the United States... It's just holiday after holiday after holiday, right? So we have mm. Halloween, then Thanksgiving, then the parties mm. in between where everybody's celebrating the in-between parties and then the Christmas parties and the New Year's <laughs> parties. And, and so really the quiet time is now. The quiet time mm. to start prepping for all that is now just so that you, I personally enjoy having a fresh home for the new season. And so that's why I would say that cleaning, carpeting, and flooring Deep cleaning, I guess, mm. not that, that you weren't mm. cleaning, but having it done a little bit better than normal. Yeah, so 
you know, if you're living close to a beach or something like that, you're going to get a lot of sort of sand and stuff brought into the house, I suppose, and that, that needs to be eradicated from your carpets. And <laughs> well, and that, I think that would be a good time as well, Steve, to clean out the cars. I don't know uh, how some mm. people live. I can't stand the clutter in my car, so it's usually immaculate. Um, but inevitably, things get piled up in the in the glove box or in the console. There's mm. usually things that I've put in there, and I'm like, hey, why do I keep driving around with this? It's one extra thing to have. So having a good clear out of the cars as well. How do those mints <laughs> unwrap themselves and get stuck in the bottom of the glove box? And then melt, so Someone you have to scrape them off. On yes, purpose. yes. I know. <laughs> And then you've got to scrape it off and it won't come off. It's gotten yeah. all gummy mm. and sticky on you. All gooey and horrible. Right. So, so yeah, so these are so, what are some other transitory things that you do uh, in between seasons, Steve? I know for us, for example, we have to test the water levels and see yeah. how we're doing um, with the salt. Certainly in, in preparation for sort of winter, um, I prune our roses quite heavily. Down. Mm. But this year they've been a bit of a disaster really because it's been so dry and so hot we've hardly had any blooms at all despite trying to water them it's just been way too hot for them um you know their actual sort of the bit that's out of the ground has just just been fried more or less wow you, you water them as much as you want we get as much water into the roots as you can but if the if it's just going up into the plant and then just evaporating so quickly, right? Um, they're just not up to that sort of um, temperature. I think I'm no expert, but just going on the simple physics of it all, it just just hasn't. They've they've grown, but they just haven't bloomed as much. So, as just a little before. FYI for you, so that you understand, plants can either grow or bloom, but they can't do both at the same time. No, oh, well, so they're yeah. either growing leaves <laughs> and roots, and or they're or they're blooming. Mm. So, if you find that your plant is just growing, then that means it's getting ready for the next stage, which is going to be mm. blooming, and it will probably you'll get some nice blooms in the fall once the weather cools yeah, down. Yeah, so it, it, when it cools down, they might sort of. I won't actually prune them heavily until um we get into sort of real sort of mid the start of winter really yeah i would say when the frosts when the frosts start coming in that's a good time to start pruning Mm. Um, because the thing itself goes into hibernation and it needs Mm. very little sustenance it does still take some sugars and and materials from its uh, leaves Mm. but not too much and so it just goes into a hibernation mode um, one of the things I think I'm going to do this year, Steve, is in preparation for the seasons, I'm actually going to look for some plant covers because the winters mm-hmm. out here in the desert, believe it or not, get quite cold. And we've had snow out here in Vegas. And I've, I've fried a couple of my natural uh, bushes that are outside just because like we have, uh, they're, they're not native to the area. And I think that's why they've mm-hmm. suffered. But we have um, some tropical plants and I think they really need to be covered up. They have, they're like a clear zippered like bags. Like a synthetic fleece material. Yeah, something like that. Or see-through so that it still gets uh, yeah. sunshine. Yeah, so it still gets light. Right, right. But, but it's it, just not... it insulates it mm. against the harshness of the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. weather. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what I'm going to do to prep. Because having them now 
would make my life mm. easier in the winter because I find myself in the wintertime wanting to stay home more and not want to go into the shops. Mm. And so this way I can be prepared to handle the frost season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we almost go into sort of semi-hibernation in a way, don't we, through uh, the depths of winter because it's... Uh, I used to hate it when I was working where you'd go to work in the dark and you'd come home Oh, yeah, and you'd that's hardly see misery. Through the day at all. <sighs> and then you're or stuck in those... It was sort of yeah. at looking out of a window at lunchtime. And then all you had was the fluorescent lights at work to be under, so there was no natural yeah. light to speak of. No. Uh, that's another thing that actually, if you're thinking of doing or having a good clear out as people sometimes do in the seasons, one of the things you can do is to prep and see how you would want your closet, for example, to be looking mm. for the new season and start taking notes or start ordering those, um, return bags, like for companies like thread up, for example, here in the mm. U S you can order a free bag from them, fill it up with your old clothes, mail it back to them on their cost and they will then sell off the clothes that you've sent them and give you a small portion of it. And what doesn't sell, they will recycle sustainably so that it doesn't end up in a landfill. And mm. I, I think if you're going to be doing things like that, making notes of what you'd like to get rid of, maybe you've lost some weight, maybe you've gained some weight, and you'd like to take accountability of what's in your closet. Steve's laughing at me when I say gained weight. Have you gained no, weight? No, no, no. no. no, no. Well, the opposite. You've lost <laughs> I weight. I didn't think you'd noticed that. Yeah, oh, God, Steve. Both, both Steve and I have been on this health binge lately. Both of us have been losing weight. And I like that he acts like a complete diva in front of the camera. He's like, I didn't think you'd notice. <laughs> Yes, Steve, you're looking very lovely. <laughs> you put Heidi Klum to shame, Steve. Well done, you. <laughs> focus, Steve, focus. Podcast, closets. We're yeah, talking probably. about closets. <laughs> One thing I used to do was um, this um, sort of seasonal change of clothing. As I mentioned earlier, this sort of trying to decide what shirts to put on, shorts and, and jeans and all the rest of it but having reorganized our wardrobe system must be two years ago now yeah it was i remember um, you starting it it's um made it a lot easier because it's all in one i have all my long sleeve shirts on one rack and below it all my short sleeve shirts well done but it, you. it's one of the things that i start to think about at the change of the seasons is what things do I need to replace? And But I don't go mad and change everything in, in one hit. I, I made that mistake many years ago of buying too many things all at once. And then, of course, they all wear out at roughly the same time. Admittedly, at, at the time when I did that, I, I had um, access to a, a, like a factory shop so all these shirts and things you could buy sort of really sort of like wholesale price. Um, so what I tend to think of now is um, no more than, um, say, three items. So three items in each season mm. I replace with three new items, maybe. So three shirts, three long shirt, sleeve shirts, and then the other end of the year, three short sleeve shirts or something like that. And then do that each year and it's not too tra not too expensive for one and it's not too tragic 
in terms of you know the, the sort of changeover. We tend to uh, bag all our stuff up and just hand it over to the Red Cross and that, let them um, decide what to do. I mean, that's just such a decent time to do it because it's right yeah. when people uh, that need these things are starting to look because they're also starting to prep mm. for their own families. And I think it's wonderful to know that when you walk into your closet, everything you have in there you're actually wearing and using and if you mm. don't have something that you're using, then that's your indication that you could probably do well either selling it off for a little bit of extra pocket change or giving it to someone who really needs it. And I think after the last couple of years the entire planet has had, it seems to me that there's more people in need right now than ever. So maybe you could be a little bit more generous. I know we're going to be doing so as soon as um, my husband comes back from one of his business trips. Is uh, We have this annual clear out that we just do and it just makes mm. sense you know uh, who we were last year is not who we are today we've changed and if uh, i think all of us go through these seasonal changes and it's it's smart to implement something that goes again with mother nature instead of trying to fight it so that for example we buy used clothes now it's not a big thing for mm. me i don't care if it still has life in it i'm going to use it i buy secondhand mm. and i'm quite fine with it um, instead of buying new and then chucking that away a few months later. You know what I'm saying? So it just makes sense mm. to, if something has life in it, I'll buy secondhand. I prefer that. Um, fast fashion. Fast fashion. There you go, Steve. No one can compete with me. I, I look like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I wear zero brands. Um, so, yeah, the idea is to allow yourself some breathing space so that the season comes in easily for you and smoothly mm. and you're not sat there trying to wonder once the season started and this includes planning which by the way i'm ready for 2023 i have got my day on two pages letter size inserts from lavender at the ready i'm already using the last quarter for 2022 2023 is on the horizon and i am ready with my day on two pages are you ready with your planner not quite. I'm, mm -hmm. ha -ha. I've been using, I've had a year planner for 2023 20, 20, um, for about last uh, three or four months, I suppose. And only today did I end up with a, a date for a, a, a meeting um, oh, next yeah, year. So year. that was mm -hmm. the first entry. But apart from that, it's, it, there's a lot of things still happening this year. So I've been uh, concentrating on that. I'm going through that thing, thought process again this year of can I go into personal size or should I stay in A5? I most probably will stay in A5 because it's it's just easier than... Uh, it's such a good size uh, up from uh, personal size. You get so much more mm. in terms of being able to think on paper. And I think really that's what it is, mm. right? That personal size for me mm. has always been, if I have my lists, I can transfer them over and I can keep them with me, which is great. But if I'm mm. actually coming up with lists, then I need some space to think on. And that's, well, that's why I use letter mm. size perpetually. It's just mm. better than desk fax size now, actually. Oops. We are getting into a whole different discussion there. <laughs> that's, that's for next time. That's for next time. Enough. <laughs> So where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me at the ayurvedic.co, which is our new meditation and Ayurveda website. Also on Instagram at the ayurvedic108 or Corinne Tovmasyan on Instagram. Where can we find you, Steve? You will find me 
At the usual place of filofaxi.com, travellersnotebooktimes.com and Mr. Filofaxi on Instagram. And don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed this podcast, which I hope you have, um, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it and share it. Have you heard that joke about daffodils? No. Tell me. Two dockers. One says to the other one, daffodils are out. And the one docker says to the other, does it affect us? <laughs> oh, Steve, you're so lame. <laughs> On strike, daffodils are out. Does it affect us? <laughs> I got it. I'm, I'm closing it now, right? I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bye.